0: Wake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. Chose you for now. He didn't choose you fifty years before you were born, or a hundred, or a thousand, or two thousand, or five thousand. He chose you for now. He was he was fully expecting you to be fully alive in this day and to live for him because he has things for you to do personally here in preparation for his return. This is a this is an amazing moment. We've never been closer, right, to his return. All of humanity. Doing things until he returns, there's things left to do that really he's given to us to do. And so, a part of I think you want to share today has to do with making sure that we are actively engaged in everything God has for us. And, you know, there is always challenge, there is always challenge, there is always difficulty. There are things that we have to press through and not give up. Has victory for us. He really does. Okay, I want to talk today and dive into a little bit about this character in the Bible that we all know about. Amazing. To go before a bunch of people or demonic forces, whatever, and to do the things that he did, you're a remarkable person. But just like everything else in the Bible, the Lord doesn't just highlight or share with us in the scriptures all their great qualities or their successes. He also shares love. (laughs) Some of their bad qualities are their failures. It's to help us. It's to help us. So that we can see things and read things and hear things and learn from that and not make some of those same mistakes. One reason why we need to know history, the right history. Whether it's our country or what we have in the scriptures, when you know history, boy, it, it really helps. you can go, I don't want to make that mistake. Remember my best friend growing up? He was no disrespect his older brother, and his older sister, and they got in so much trouble. They were constantly doing the rug, they all, all this mess, he never touched it. He said, he said, well, I'm watching that. This is the up their lives. I'm not going to, I'm learning from what they're doing. And we can do the same thing. We have a, a Bible full of stories. And Elijah is one of them. And so, clearly he's a hero, but he also makes mistakes. And some of the things that, from, I want to share it with us so that we can also learn from it. We don't know a ton about Elijah growing up, but if I we know he's called a Tishbite from the um, Gilead area, south of Galilee, south of where Jesus grew up. And he comes on the scene. When Elijah comes on the scene, he's fully an adult and he's moving God to speak to the king and for a whole nation. He also has a school of prophets. He's got a bunch of guys he's praying. And he's called the sons of the prophets. He's got a bunch of guys who's praying, and they're watching him and, and doing different things. When he comes on the scene, Israel's is Sacrificing their own the children to this day. And then they would have orgies in Baal Temple to try and stir up the gods as well. So you've got all kinds of sexual perversion. You've got killing, of children. Really, that same spirit is really, I'm behind abortion throughout our country as well. So it's not like the spirit is put away, it just changed forms and still is. Ahab is there. He's doing all kinds of evil. He's got his evil wife. She's a priestess of Baal or a witch, basically. Elijah comes on the scene and he he declares something. Because of all the evil that's going on, there's going to be a drought for three years. So he declares that and it doesn't rain for three years. And that happens and then God sends him Help a widow and her son. The son dies. Elijah prays for the son, he stretches himself out over this dead boy, and he comes back to life. That's pretty remarkable. Dead kid coming back to life. And then he put the first slide up. Then we got Mount Carmel, which you guys will remember that one, right? Elijah's like, Man, all of these, our nation, who was God's. To have an encounter, basically, or a demonstration to show who is the real God. Is it Baal, or is it God of heaven? And so, up on Mount Carmel, Elijah says, To Ahab, bring all of your prophets of Baal and of the Asherah, which is kind of Baal's mother, and there's a whole bunch of people who worship just her, They all gather together eight hundred and fifty evil prophets, and then you have a bunch of other people. And here's Elijah. He says, "You know, make up. do whatever you need to do. Set up a one of your um, burnt offerings, or one of your um, what do you call these um, altar? Thank you. Set up an altar. Or we're just laughing. Set up an altar, and we'll see which God responds in fire. So. Top right there,
1: that's a camera. That was there, the ball altar. Um, And
0: they danced around and cut themselves. That's another way that the priests there were slicing themselves with knives, blood coming up, cutting, trying to get Baal to respond. And he did. So Elijah's mocking him. I love that part. Elijah's mocking. Maybe your God is weak. Maybe he's on vacation or whatever. And then Elijah, it was his turn. He says that he the altar that Ahab had torn down that was used to make sacrifices to the God of heaven. So he repairs that altar, slices up, kills an ox, they put the big slabs of meat up on the altar, on the wood, and then he says, pour water over it. These guys, the buckets, they pour water over it, they don't dig a trench around it, the trench is filled with water, three times they just soak the sacrifice. And then What was on the wood? This ox. The fire dissolved all of the ox, all of the wood, and all of the stones, all of the water, everything. It's dry ground. It disappears, and the people go, "Okay, we know which God is real." And then Elijah says, "Okay." Palaces outruns him. When he gets there, he talks to Ahab. Now that would have been another shock. he would think for Ahab, going, wait a minute! I'm just seeing fire come down. Now this dude just outran my horse back to the city. You'd think he'd be pretty repentant to that point, and maybe open to what God might be wanting to say. He's not. Ahab goes and tells his wife Jezebel what Elijah had just done, and the I hear the story changes. Now, here's what Jezebel says. 1 Kings 19, verse 2. So, and said this by a messenger. This wasn't even personal. She hears about what happens she sends a message to someone else. So may the gods do to me even more if I do not make your life as the life of one of them. By tomorrow. person even, or a person that has some demonic power with them, and it will, has hit me, and it shakes you from the inside, like all of your bones. And you can't even explain it. Sometimes you can't even speak. It can be paralyzing, or it can make you run for your life. You guys felt those type of things? It's weird, you can't even fully explain it. But it Now, well, it's not captured in here, it's not written, but clearly some things happened in a major fashion when he heard those words that there was a demonic force with that. It caused him to shake and to run for his life. After what he just expressed, verse 4, He himself, Elijah, when a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die. Next thing that happens. Again, look at the context of what had just happened. Success, incredible, fire from heaven. Next thing you know, he's asking God, Will you kill me? My life I come in complete despair after just running. A day in the wilderness to escape the words from a woman. An angel then feeds him for 40 days. Um, after the Lord takes care of him, going to die, angel of the angel him um, on food that lasts forty days, and he gets up. We put that next slide up, and here's what he does after the angel feeds him. He's still here. He goes, okay, I'm in my toilet You can see where it says Israel up there, the Dead Sea up there. He is. Basically, in that area, he gets to the right of the calendar of Israel, somewhere in that region right now. He gets up from having a meal. And the angel gives him, the angel appears and gives him a meal. He's still afraid. He then goes for lunch. And here they are, three million people, at the base of Mount Sinai. And, and God speaks to Moses as he goes up on the mountain. And there's all kinds of rumbling and rolling and lightning and shaking. He goes all the way there and climbs the mountain. That's a long way away. I mean, that's from here to Knoxville, Tennessee. On foot through the desert of a need. It's been a long time that someone was permitted to climb that mountain, but that's where he goes. This then we go to uh, slide number three here, 1 Kings nineteen. Not only need to do these verses. Then he came there, and I went to a cave, and lodged there on Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and God said to him. So, to me, that says that God didn't tell him to go there. He just went. And here's something that just take note. If God asks you a question, what are you doing here? Think back to the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve, right, what was his question there? Where are you? If God asks where are you or what are you doing here, something's wrong. Just to let you know, you don't pick. At that moment, or blame you. This is all about you having done something really wrong. That's it. It's just, we just talk that up, right? If the Lord just asked that question, just go, okay, what if I messed up? Because clearly I'm not supposed to be here. The Lord says, what are you doing in your lives? In verse 10. And He said, I've been very jealous of the Lord, the God of hosts, for the sons of Israel, have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. They seek my life to take it away. Now, Elijah is one of my heroes here. I'm not, you know, we're all going to meet him, by the way. Yeah. So I'm not speaking poorly. I'm reading the scripture here. him. are learning from his life, right? <laughs> he says, I alone am left. Now, that's not true if, if you read this. passage, I'm time to go through there. But if you read this, he had just spoken with a guy named Obadiah who had protected a hundred of God's prophets. Jezebel was slaughtered with God's prophets. He hid them in a the cave, this guy, guy. He was taking care of them feeding them. Elijah's spending them. He knows that he's not going to die. <laughs> but in his mind, he's convinced, I'm the only one. So here's what happens. Here's what we see. We see fear, demonic fear, shaking him, causing him to run, right? And then he's going. Backwards, the wrong way from where he's supposed to be. And then he starts to believe a lie. I'm the only one, well, how about this one? I'm the only one who's going through this. It's just me. I'm the only one who's really hanging in there for the Lord. Everybody else, those other Christians, you know. He believes that crazy lie. Verse 4. said, this is God, go forth and stand on the mountain before the Lord. God came. And behold, the Lord was passing by. Oh. And a great and strong wind was rending the mountains and breaking in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Imagine that side for just a moment. The mountains, I mean, huge rocks and boulders exploding with this of the wind. And the Lord was not in the wind. God was doing it, but he was not speaking to Elijah through it. And after the wind, an earthquake. Tell the mountain is shaking. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12. After the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after a When Elijah heard that sound, he got his face in his mantle, went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him and said, "Same question. What are you doing here, Elijah?" And he said, "I have been very zealous for the exact same answer. I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, the Son of Israel, forsaking the your covenant." turn out your altars, and kill your prophets with a sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. I'm not the fastest learner sometimes either, so I, you know, that's just, (laughs) it's just, it's okay, Elijah. But twice God asked him the exact Come about the one who escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall put to death, the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 people in Israel, all of these that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth is not kissed That's a response to I alone am the only one left. No, the seven. represents really all the prophets of the Old Testament. Uh, Obviously a remarkable person, but what he has experienced is important for you and I. I've experienced that type of fear you may, if you haven't already, and it's simply to help you Supposed to do is run, hide, doubt God, go into self-kitting. All those things. We cannot afford that. I remember several years ago I was taking longer than I thought I was going to. This person was talking and I looked back more at the counter behind me just kind of leaning against me. while this person was talking. So I said, I think he felt a back, I'm against the counter. What I didn't see was there was Was supposed to be there. He went backwards. A long long way backwards. And he was not supposed to be there. God was then trying to be him where he was supposed to be. So after God gives him this message, one of the great things, of course, how God does this for all of us, he's so generous and compassionate and forgiving that you see. through his mantle over him, trains Elisha up, but he also goes back to Ahab. And gives him a word that basically was about Ahab dying, and his wife was going to die. How they would die and that the dogs would lick up their blood. You know So he, somehow, the Bible doesn't describe it, but somehow after that encounter with the Lord, with God's showing him on this mountain, I can practice mountain in two. Thank you. Whatever I want to. I am much more powerful than anything you heard from Jezebel. Gave him an opportunity, even though he got the answer wrong at that moment. Something happened in his heart because he went back to that same place and delivered the message he was supposed to deliver. And the Lord used him in pretty amazing ways after that. Thank you, God. Hebrews 10, verse 39 says, To have faith to the preserving of the soul. You read the rest of that passage, especially the verses before that, talks about God doesn't take pleasure when our souls shrink back. We get afraid and we just go backwards. He wants us moving forward. And the day you and I are living in, there's going to be plenty of fear. Especially the end times, Jesus said this, that people become so That are going to feel it, we're going to see it, but we are not supposed to be afraid. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of what? Power, wow. love, and a sound mind. Not a mind full of self pity, thinking I'm the only one left, or I'm all alone, or knows what's going on in this building. No, a sound mind that can see clearly, that knows what's going on, I and mean, we have battles yet ahead. We're not supposed to. This clearly, a couple of times there there's some things at least for some of us in here, now or some maybe later, you're not supposed to back up for like a now. whether it's being a voice at your school board or in your business or sharing truth and the enemy says, well, if you do that you're going to lose your job, if you do that you are going to die and that's always the threat. so it does know that was. you're going to die that fear of death. No, you're not going to die. Yes, God has a plan for you. Yes, you were born for this moment. Don't let fear direct your path. It see backwards. No going back to Mount Sinai. God's not in that anymore. he was on that mountain, he was in his voice. He speaks to us. right now, but we are in our neighborhoods and we're in our jobs and there are things that we are supposed to do and say that God's prepared us for. And we're going to stand. Sometimes spiritual warfare, according to Ephesians 6, is having done all to stand, stand. But it's not having done all to stand, turn back. Back up. Give up. Quit. We're not supposed to do that. We can't do that. We can't afford that. God spiritual Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.